It's six o'clock. It's time for the happy hour here at Mutiny Radio, the happiest of two-hour comedy shows filled with all dudes tonight. I couldn't be happier. I'm over the moon. My people are here. All the dudes. Tonight being hosted by Kelly Evans. What a gem. What an amazing human being. Uh, five minutes sets tonight. You'll hear the horn at four. I uh, will find the horn in just a minute. Until then, enjoy hollow notes that are going to be playing in the fills tonight of happy hour here at mutinyradio.fm <laughs> I'm out of shape okay I lost my wallet we're good I've got my wallet I'll be donating momentarily welcome to the mutiny radio fight club yeah uh, the first rule of Mutiny Radio Fight Club is tell everybody. You can't get likes unless you post. You know what fuck I'm saying, Max? There you go. Social media, baby. I don't know what that is. Uh, a couple things to talk about up top. Five-minute sets. One-minute horn. So you get... There you go. There it is. Hopefully you'll land on a punchline if you have a punchline. So put some in your act. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's the entire, that's going to be the entire show. Um, window, broken, I think we've all noticed. So if you can, make a donation. I'm going to do an extra big one today. I got $10 I'm putting in that bucket. So if you can, yeah, lead the way. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, you know? Hey, Matthew, Matthew Quirk's a goddamn hero, okay? God bless that man. Uh, yeah, uh, it's interesting because, like, in that kind of situation, you think... I'm going to be the one that steps up. And it turns out that uh, that is not the case because most everybody got out of the way. The only person I'm terrified of out of that is Duat Mai because he just sat there. <laughs> Did not move at all. It went right by him. Didn't even blink. Dude, terrifies me. Holy shit. And it turns out Matthew Quirk is the tough one among us. All right, that's good to know. I mean, I guess you got to be if you're... Uh, you do roller disco all the time, you know? People, people are probably looking to beat you up pretty often, you know? <laughs> Gotta be ready, you know? I mean, not just for, you know, wearing roller skates, but also because uh, you're easy to catch, man. You may be fast on wheels, but your ground game is soft, you know? Like, knock him down. Have you seen somebody try to get up off of roller skates? It is fucking hilarious. We should knock him down and see what happens. I'm sorry, that's, we're just plotting Matthew Quirk's downfall up here. Um, Okay, and then also last thing, uh, if you want to, uh, do as much time as you like after 8 p.m., you have the option to, dollar a minute, uh, record your hour special, huh? Right here at Mutiny Radio. That's how you're going to get on Comedy Central, so <laughs> be ready for it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's really, I guess that's all the notes. How's everybody doing? Everybody doing well? Yeah? It's a whole lot of dick. That's it's fine. Uh <laughs> cool with that, I guess. And Pam. Whole lot of dick and Pam. That could be a band, actually. That's a <laughs> I gotta use <laughs> Just the question is where, you know, like in her trunk, in a drawer, whose balls are they? I have a lot of questions. Uh, Pam scares me is my point. Okay. So I got to put money in that fucking bucket. Uh, what the fuck was I going to talk? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually, so I don't know about you, but like I like having a jealous girlfriend. You know, just like it takes a lot of determination to uh, memorize all my passwords, right? That's, there's a lot, you know? And 
I didn't I, didn't, I just like maybe you're not on board with this but like jealous girlfriends they're kind of the best uh, because they want to know you inside and out like they want to like really get to know you by like reading all your texts and emails childhood birthday cards right I was like I thought that uh, my girlfriend was really interested in knowing about how I grew up. Turns out she's just jealous of my grandmother. And <laughs> she's like, or she calls her that dirty bitch. I was like, she should call my grandma that, seriously. But uh, it's pretty fucking hot. I will not talk to my grandma for you because that's, that's the kind of guy I am. Anyway, uh, <laughs> outstanding citizen, Kelly Evans. Um, what the fuck else? Oh, yeah. Uh, anybody else? Everybody else moved here, right? Is anybody from here? Billy Gauss is not. Okay, you don't count. Uh, anybody else from? Okay, you're from here. Congratulations. The rest of us? Bay Area, sure. I mean, the rest, most of us moved here, right? Like, we all moved here. You probably had, like, ideas of what it was going to be like. I don't know. I was a big Jack Kerouac fan. So I had all these, like, impressions. I was going to walk around the corner and be like, magical jazz playing, you know? <laughs> but, like, I was walking around when I first moved here and I walked right in the middle of SantaCon, which uh, if you don't know what it is, it's basically a bunch of dudes wake up really early, uh, dress up like Santa Claus and ruin the dreams of small children. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, what if that's your first experience with Santa Claus? Like, as a child, could you imagine? Like, how many questions do you have? Like, why uh, is Santa Claus uh, with Rudolph? I thought Santa was with Mrs. Claus. What the fuck? And she's not wearing any underwear. That's, anyway, all right, that's, that's new, and it's going off the rails. Uh, let's see, I'll finish by saying this. Uh, my mom bought me a 23andMe recently. It's pretty, I don't know if you've done that. Has anybody else done that? Cool, I got one. <laughs> just like, I got the one guy each time. Don't worry, I'm not going to crowd work you. What the fuck are you paying? <laughs> Raise your hand, all right? And like, anyway, so I got it, and I thought it was kind of stupid because, like, wow, I was paranoid, really, like, because I was, like, worried somebody was going to clone me. Uh, you know, like, that's what a lot of people talk about. Like, don't submit your genetic material because, like, clones or insurance companies. And then I realized uh, nobody wants my genetic material. <laughs> like, I come from potato people with bad ankles. It's... <laughs> Not really good, but I did it. I was like, fuck it, you know, no one's gonna clone me, let's do it. Uh, so I sent in my genetic material, uh, and I found out they wanted spit, evidently. They wanted spit, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, it's my time. Uh, we got our first comic coming up. Very funny gentleman, very young, very vibrant, uh, very soft hair. Uh, so we up Mirage Shockey. Hey, y'all. Uh, my dad's a real weird dude, has a lot of hot takes. Uh, he told me, Murad, you know, humanity thinks too highly of itself. And uh, I think this because one time I saw a video of two gorillas fucking, and they looked just like us. And I was like, wow, dad, that's really interesting. Also, what are you doing with your internet time? Pretty sure you can't just look that shit out on YouTube. Also, I watched the video. Uh, I'm telling mom to leave you. Uh, if that is your style of lovemaking, frankly, she deserves better. And I know some of you might think that's weird, but I love my mom and she deserves to be happy. Uh, he actually told me, um, <laughs> I asked uh, if they uh, ever wanted a third kid, and he said, we didn't even want you. You survived your mom's IUD. Uh, you just survived it, which uh, that really uh, ticked me off, not because I was an accident, but because he said just survived an IUD, really like underplayed that accomplishment. 
You know, you're looking at the real 1% over here. And uh, not only did I survive my mother's landmine-ridden womb, uh, but I also beat millions of his sperm cells to the punch. So yeah, there was a part where I was supposed to say glaze there, and I fucked it up, and uh, I'm gonna do the next joke. Uh, I love Reddit because it's a perfect place for all the uh, dumb hobbies that you're going to abandon after two weeks. Uh, like, uh, I've used Reddit to figure out the best stationary cards, vapes, bongs, teapots, and kettles. There's a difference. Keto snacks, keto recipes, vapes, different types of salt, antifungals, profungals, vapes, bongs, fidget spinners, vapes, and then cast iron cookware. Yeah, uh, great. Uh, <laughs> I actually uh, just bought a fountain pen. Because uh, fountain pens are really cool if you like writing and are also a cunt. Uh, it's basically just a fedora filled with ink. Um, what's it? Yeah, but I bought it at a fountain pen store that just sells fountain pens. And uh, if you sell fountain pens for a living, you are easily intimidated. Uh, like, I just bullied the salesperson into giving me free ink. And I was like, hey, could I get some free ink? And they're like, actually, that costs money. It's like, ah, I know. I just want it, just give it to me, please. And then they did, and I'm pretty sure I could have just politely robbed that entire store. Uh, great. Um, I, uh, I'm Egyptian, which technically makes me African-American, but I take a lot of L's for the Jews. Uh, I'm not Jewish, but boy, people can't seem to tell. It's actually spread to my love life. Uh, like I was hooking up with this girl. We were about to do the deed when she was like, wait a second, you're Jewish, right? And I was like, uh, no, I did not say that. At no point tonight did we discuss Judaism. That was not uh, on the table. And then she's like, sorry, I only get with Jewish guys. I was like, uh, couldn't we have just role played? I mean, like, look at me. We kind of just played that by ear, figured it out. Uh, I also A similar thing happened. Uh, was about to hook up with another girl, and uh, she said, wait, I don't think we should do this. Uh, my dad killed himself in middle school, and uh, he wouldn't have wanted me to hook up with someone like you. And it's like, well, I'm glad you're respecting your dumb, dead, racist dad's wishes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's up, what else? Um, uh, I'm 24, which tends to surprise some people because I look like a recalled Cabbage Patch doll. Um, I actually told somebody I had Pharrell syndrome. I just don't age. And he didn't get that cultural reference, so he was just like, oh, you have a disease. That's why you look the way you do. That makes sense. Uh, I have a new roommate. She's a big old hippie. She's real eco-friendly. I fucked up. Let her buy the housing supplies. So now we have toilet paper that feels like you're wiping your ass with tree bark. Uh, toothpaste that tastes like drywall. Um, <laughs> paper straws that cannot withstand the entirety of a Dr. Pepper and soap made out of tea leaves and bird cum. It's just like not a great scene. And get these fucking zoodles out of my face, Maria. They don't taste good. Zoodles, you know, zucchini noodles. It's a fun word. <laughs> I, I just want to use zoodles as like if something goes bad, you're just like, oh, zoodles. Uh, did you guys like any of those jokes? Yeah, okay. I'm not giving time back to the room, but I'm out of ideas. Uh, so I'm just gonna stand up here. I drank one and a half iced coffees today because I uh, slept two hours last night and uh, I'm physically shaking right now. And uh, I love you all. <laughs> Don't even think about us. Don't even
I'll wait. I'll wait. No. Please, take your time. Uh, Jonah doesn't have anywhere to be. Uh, your next comic. Uh, we're just going to pretend like Murad didn't have a set. Um, your next comic. <laughs> your next comic, a uh, very funny gentleman, runs a show that's actually going on tonight, Comedy Soup. You should go check it out if you're free. And not here, spending your money on a hard-earned hour. Uh, <laughs> let's welcome up Jonah Pollock. Hello, hello, welcome, welcome. Not all men, not all men, not all men. I mean, what happens now if there's a bear, you know, because before there was no menstrual blood, bear comes, no one's going to get sliced to death. All right, let's not talk about that. Um, I'm working on a new look, which I call Rabbi of Truck Driving, uh, which, I don't know, actual truck driver behavior is like going to rest stops and smoking meth and getting blowjobs, and that's really more priest behavior. Hey. Just churning out the garbage here on a Friday. Uh, I call it mental diarrhea. Max says it's just my thoughts, which means my head is full of diarrhea. Um, yeah, global warming is going to be intense. You know, we're going to have to eat a lot less meat because of climate change, which I think is a good thing. Not because I give a fuck about animal uh, welfare. I just have too many friends whose identity is that they're the grill master. You know, I think you should have to eat some crickets and develop a personality. Uh, yeah, man, just hear the universe. <laughs> yeah, um, my brother did 23 and me also, Kelly. Uh, he wanted to know like just how Jewish we are. But it is weird that you are giving your information out there. Like if you do those things, you can't become a serial killer. Not like I was planning to become a serial killer, but once you give people your genetic information, that's off the table. Uh, or you just have to be much more conscientious about cleaning up your cum. Uh, <laughs> that's too raw for punchline. Um, yeah. Uh, it's funny is, uh, man, I did not prepare. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, what do you do for a living? <laughs> You're my friend. Is that a paid position? I feel like that's, that's more of a tax-deductible internship. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, I, uh, I'm currently trying to get a new job. Uh, I do TaskRabbit, which means I get blood money to clean pubes off the floor. Yeah, I've started doing research into how to get a better job, and it turns out the key to making a career change is to start making better decisions 10 to 15 years ago. Uh, so I just have to work on a time machine before I die. So that'll be fun. Uh, I... Uh, I told my therapist that my five-year plan is to defer my student loans and learn how to grow weed in a closet with fish poop. And that if that works, my 10-year plan is to reinvest in a second closet. Yeah, like I'm Jewish enough that I understand reinvesting in the business, you know? Revenue generates more revenue. And I was hoping for pushback when I told my therapist that, but he was like, bruh, you are finally having a breakthrough. And uh, turns out that's the level of advice you get if your therapist takes Medi-Cal. Yeah, because uh, yeah, apparently medical therapy is a lot like vegan barbecue in that they're both not those things. It is very much a name-only situation. You know, like uh, imagine you ordered brisket and the waiter brought you jackfruit, and you're like, uh, this is not barbecue. But they're like, no, 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 it also tastes like smoke. So that's good. Yeah. I, uh, I'm Jewish, and I like Nazis. I love Nazis. I'm attracted to Nazis. Uh, let me explain. Like a normal bigot makes you feel worse about yourself while they're plotting to murder you. 
but then Nazis come at me and they're like, you control the banks, you control the media, you're so smart, it's terrifying, right? I'm like, you believe in me more than my own parents. Uh, so I'm currently dating five Nazis. Uh, <laughs> I'm a very emotionally needy person. Um, uh, back to the 23 and me. People do that because they want to know like what's going to go wrong with them as they get older. Did you know you can just hang out with your parents? Uh, so I hung out with my dad, and it turns out I'm going to have prostate issues and undervalue friendship. Yeah. I, I told my dad I was getting into collecting records. He's like, oh, I love that. I'm going to send you all my best records from the 60s. So I was like, hey, dad, you know what else I'm really getting into is money. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's end on that. Woo. Thank you. Thank you, Jonah Pollock, everyone. Uh, it's weird because me and your dad are great friends. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he calls me all the time. Um, your next comic performs all over the Bay Area. Very funny gentleman. Let's welcome up Jeff Dean. Give it up for your host, everybody. Huh? Give it up for Max Eddy, everybody, for publicly admitting that he's friends with Jonah. <laughs> Got him. Boom. Roasted. So brave of Max. I'm just kidding, Jonah. I'm friends with you, too. I don't know. Thank you. Um, I, have, I have ADD real bad. Um, a lot of people, they don't think that ADD is real. Uh, but thankfully, everyone I hang out with knows it's real because they hang out with me, so living proof, you know. Uh, my friends, they treat me like a child. That's like whenever I leave, they're like, Jeff, you did you check your pockets? You got your keys, your phone, your, you know. I forgot what the other thing was that I carry. <laughs> um, it's annoying. I... There are restaurants I can't go to because they thought I was trying to steal from them. Like, I just forgot to pay. And they're like, you trying to die in ditch? And I'm like, no, I have ADD. And they're like, that's what, that's not real. That's what kids say to get meth, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so one time I was able to convince them that I wasn't trying to steal because I left my phone on the table. So that was, I, uh, the other day, I was, I called the bank to tell them that I lost my, uh, my debit card, which I do a lot. And they were like, you know, you can do this online. And I was like, Trudy, are you, what? You don't want me to call you anymore? I was offended. We've built a relationship. Uh, anyway, has anybody seen that video of Mark Zuckerberg, uh, speaking fluent Chinese? Yeah. There was like, no one knew that Mark Zuckerberg spoke Chinese. And then all of a sudden... There's a video of Mark Zuckerberg speaking full Chinese, and I can't help but think about Mark Zuckerberg the night before, like, they don't even fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks I'm fucking awkward, but they don't fucking know. I speak fucking Chinese, bitch. And then... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not impressed. You know who else speaks two languages? Everyone in China. So I went to China. I spoke only English, and I was completely fine. You don't even need to know Chinese. No one needs to know Chinese, apparently. So my brother's a lot more successful than me. He's, like, wildly successful. Uh, and I, one time, uh, 
my dad actually tricked me into going to therapy one time. He was like, cause he knew I had ADD. I knew I had ADD, but I didn't want to like admit it or I didn't want to, I didn't want to take medication for it. So, but then in, he like tricked me. He was like, yeah, well, but then I did in college and he was like, well, he found out I was taking, God damn it, Jeff. So much. He found out I was taking Adderall and he was like, Jeff, why don't we just take you to a psychologist and get you Adderall? Like, you know, you clearly have ADD. So he, he did. And then when we went to the psychologist, the psychologist was like, let's actually see if you have depression. And then, and then halfway through the session, he was like, we're going to bring your dad in. We're going to bring your dad in, which I didn't know was happening. Did I run the light? Okay, cool. <laughs> so then my dad comes into this therapy session and he sits down and like they, he like already knew. My dad sat down. He's like, I want to talk. I feel like Jeff, he probably, you know, is jealous of his brother. You know, he, I would be if I was him, you know, and, uh, it's weird. I was good though. I'm glad I went to therapy to talk about that. Uh, I learned a lot about myself. I learned that I have a, you know, a ton of empathy for Eli Manning, you know, or Jeb Bush. I'm a big fan of him. I'm rooting for him, you know, like you can do it. I th I feel bad for Jeb Bush, you know, cause he was like, Oh, I'm going to be president, you know? And then his younger brother became president and he was like, fuck, you know, like, how am I going to, you know, I, he's like, I have to be president now. And then his, his brother was the worst president ever. And he was like, nice, you know? <laughs> and then he, he was like, okay, maybe I can become president. And then he lost to the actual worst president ever. <laughs> anyway, I'm Jeff Dean. That's my time. Thank you, guys. <laughs>
asked me to uh she's like ryan i need you to be more of a cheerleader for me she's like her her following her dreams thing she wants to be a fashion designer so she's like yeah ryan you need to be you need to be more encouraging i need you to be my cheerleader you know like how i go to your shows and i'm I'm like i'm I'm super encouraging after you need to do that to me and i'm like you are vastly overestimating how encouraging you are to me after my shows that's you're actually Your idea of encouragement is saying good job, and if I talk about it anymore, you act like it's a burden. That's not really, (laughs) that's not really lighting the fire that keeps me going, I'll be honest. Um, Yeah, man, I love my girlfriend, uh, despite the first minute and a half of my set. Um, (laughs) I'll tell you who I do not love. I do not love her mother. Her mother is a waste of space, Uh, very narcissistic, you know, very, very mean. talks about how she was hot in the 80s. That's her, her topic of conversation that she loves to, to bring up. Favorite story of hers is how in the 80s, uh, her mom, my girlfriend's mom, met O.J. Simpson. And you know she was this blonde, hot little white girl running around LA at the time, kind of O.J.'s type. Uh, <laughs> O.J. OJ started hitting on my girlfriend's mom. That's where this story's going. That's, she could not be more proud of this fact either. She's, she's like bringing it up to me. She's like, yeah, that's right, Ryan. OJ wanted me. OJ was hitting on me. I could have got with OJ, Ryan. Do you fucking believe that? I could have got with OJ. I'm like, I kind of wish you did, you know? Like, it's the only thing that she and I have in common is we both think back to her night with OJ and are like, what if, you know? What, what could have been? <laughs> I made a man face palm with that joke, and that's what I aim for with my comedy. Is <laughs> hell yeah, guys! I um, I'm not ready to have kids. I was walking around the park the other day. I saw this little monster, uh, seven seven years old, with his mom, uh, just having a fucking meltdown. The poor mom was embarrassed. She was like, I don't know what to do. This kid was screaming. He was stomping. He's like, No, mommy, I don't want to. And I, I put myself in the mom's shoes. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I would handle that conversation, that, that situation, you know, because you gotta have a conversation with the kid. And it's a tough conversation to have. Like, I don't know how to have a conversation about the thing you don't want with the thing I don't want. You know, like, you just gotta look your son in the eye sometimes and be like, hey, son, I know you wanted an ice cream cone and you didn't get it, and that sucks. But sometimes that's how life slash the condom breaks. And um, Yes, this, uh, I'm realizing the joke selection in this set makes me really look like an asshole. (laughs) Really going in on everyone in my life around me, including my unborn child. Um, (laughs) uh, I don't know. I don't have any new jokes, so I'm just going to call it there. Thanks. Ryan Schooley, filled with hate. That's what we learned about him. It's a very angry person, you know? Uh, anyway, also has sex, so congratulations. That's better than most of us. Most of us are just jerking off at work, right? <laughs> Callback. Okay, anyway. Uh, actually, the next comic, um, I had a hard time reading the name, and is someone I am not familiar with. So is it uh, Arden or Ardu? Arden. Arden. Let's welcome up Arden. though oh that is oh shit okay well all right so like everybody else i brought my notes on stage uh, my, 
in the jar. All right. Uh, so, if, if Pam, I got to say, if I ever fuck again, it's going to be to Hall of Notes. I mean, I love Hall. Who doesn't love Hall of Notes? Come on. Man Eater? That's, that's, a, that's a true song. Like that, you play, you're fucking to that. You got to listen and question your life decisions as you're inside this poor woman. Uh, I say she's a poor I automatically assume any woman having sex with me is unfortunate. That she's, she's the one who fucked up, not me. That's, what, that's my default. And with hair like this, with hair, uh, we'll get into the hair in a minute. But more than Paul notes, it's, it's the fact that they still have saxophone in their music. Sexual music that has saxophone in it. Because I'm in a personal feud with Kenny G, which has been going on since I was in the second grade. And this was before I had the hair. <laughs> Kenny G is my arch nemesis because I played the saxophone. Yeah. And he took it from the music of jazz musicians and drug addicts and, and, and just people who fucked all the time. And he turned it into vagina drying elevator music. And, and if I ever meet him on the street, I'm not going to assault him because this is a safe space. Uh, but no, we're... we're I, I'm just going to say, dude, like, you have to understand you made, you delayed my losing my virginity by a lot, by a lot, a lot. Because when you play saxophone and you're in the marching band, it's, you're not, okay, it, it, for those unfamiliar with marching band, because not everyone's from America and not everyone goes to a high school that has a marching band, marching band is like Liberace ran the military. Okay, you wear, you wear a fancy uniform, but you don't carry weapons, you carry musical instruments, and you play inoffensive music, and you make formations on a field. Okay, that, that's marching band. But the thing about marching band is it's not going to get you laid because uh, you bring the competition with you because you travel with the football team. Okay, so if there was a woman there who was single on the other high school, she wasn't going to fuck a member of the marching band because she already has one of those at her high school. So she's that desperate. She's, she's already struck bottom. Okay, but she's going to fuck the football player, not you. So here I am in marching band, marching band. My God, I'm so ashamed of the fact that I was in marching band. I had to destroy every photo of me in high school in marching band. And to this day, I, nobody knows who burned down the yearbook office. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just, it's hard. It's hard because, look, I love the saxophone because Kenny G, the problem was he played the straight version of it, okay? The one that's too much like a clarinet, okay? I played the, the alto saxophone. It's got a nice S curve in it, right? And you think the S is for sexy, but no, it's for scoliosis, which is what I look for in a woman because that way she can't run away too good, you know? Uh, I'm not good at dating. I'm awkward. I say horrible things. So, you know, I, I, I got to have time to explain myself before they can reach the subway. Anyway, too dark, too dark. It's too bad. We're going to keep going because it's me. It's Arden. I'm back. I'm back from Los Angeles, everybody. Yeah. I left to get famous and here I am. So you know how that's going for me. Oh, yeah. No, I got a new game show out now. Uh, this is a legit thing. It's on the weed tube. It's called Dabs $4, D-A-B-S. Uh, so if you don't know what a dab is, it's marijuana concentrate. It makes you not able to concentrate. That's an old joke. It's not mine. I stole it from somewhere I know. Okay. Point of the game show is I ask comedians three rounds of trivia questions. Whoever has the least amount of points at the end uh, does a dab at, at each round. So it's three dabs potentially. And if there's a tie, everybody dabs. 
Uh, that's my favorite part. And I'm dabbing the entire time, so I can barely hold it together and host the show. And uh, it's a fun time. And in the end, you play uh, some sort of like you know prices right type game showy game that you know is rigged, and you cannot possibly win this fucking thing. But it shows off the sponsor's products really nice, and you get something for playing. So everybody wins and has a good time. And I just I, the thing was I saw so much crap on the television and on World Star Hip Hop about Mutiny that I was just like I got to put something positive into the universe. So here's my game show. Dance for dollars. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy my time. I'll be back for the late show after this. So stu stay tuned. Stick around. Thanks very much for the time. And have a good night, everybody. Thank you, saxophone Jesus. Thank you. Just different types of Jesus out there. You know, I'm just calling them as I see him. Uh... Let's keep it moving. Well, I got a lot of comics, and I want to make sure everybody gets a chance to get up. So uh, your next comic, very fucking hilarious gentleman. I don't know if the stage can hold him because he's got a lot of motion in his act, all right? You're going to see some dancing. You're going to see some singing. You're going to see some swinging of arms. It's going to be pretty amazing. Let's welcome up Cole Chapman. Are you sh oh, Like you didn't know it. <laughs> Watch out for this is it, guys. It's gonna be this for the fucking whole five minutes. Whoa! Good visual joke. <laughs> Start off the radio set hot. Uh, <laughs> Arden, welcome back. That was like the longest. That that marching band shit was like the longest math joke or something. Yeah, it's how, that, anybody else get, feel like they're back in math class and just had no? It was like some weird calculus, but at the end it was like nobody got fucked. It was crazy, man. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I gotta give. I don't have money on me. I have anyone? Can anybody help me break a twenty? Anybody? Instagram. Do the Instagram thing. Okay. You know, I'll just go down to the uh, store um, and rob it. So <laughs> just, can you imagine me? Police show up. Like, Where are you going? You went that way. <laughs> then it cuts freeze frame on my face. White privilege. And then that's how it works. That's my new. That's my new show. Uh, how we doing, guys? Doing, doing good. Unfamiliar faces here. Well, I, you guys, whatever. You guys. <laughs> Maybe I'll do my jokes at you. Uh, <laughs> what are we? What are <laughs> Use my comedy money to uh, buy my mom flowers. I think that's pretty commendable because uh, she hates that oil pen shit. Am I right? <laughs> Fun weed joke. All right. Pam gets it. <laughs> So that was the stupidest joke of all time. Uh, um, I don't know, man. You guys, you guys enjoy weed? Yeah. Not you, obviously, Arden. Fucking, he stands up. I brought it on stage. We know. <laughs> we saw it. Radio didn't, but we, I did. <laughs> Anyways, do uh, you enjoy enjoy yeah, marijuana? It's really nice. it's, it is really nice, isn't it? <laughs> Boy, I love the stuff. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> It's weird. I, I, I want to enjoy it more, but I can't because uh, every time I buy it, you ever go to a dispenser and you walk out with like 18 different packages of shit you didn't want to walk out with? No, but when you look right at me, I feel like I have to laugh. Yeah. Like you look like right here. No, I'm not. I'm going to look directly at you. I'm going to look at your heart as much as I can. <laughs> I, if I were the dude in Indiana Jones 2, if I could reach into your heart, I'd pull it out right now. You understand the intensity I'm trying to go for? <laughs> Anyways, I, every time I go to the dispensary, I walk out of that thing with like 18 different packages. Arden, you know what I'm talking about. You walk out with the state-mandated 8 by 11 fucking child-proof bag that you got to wrestle your way through. And then once you're through that, you got the package itself. Open that cardboard box, right? Open the cardboard box as a capsule, right? Right? You smash the capsule. <laughs> Inside there, there's a little hemp pouch. You're like, that's neat. Cool branding, I guess, but it's a bit much. You open that. It's full of confetti. You're like, what the fuck? 
pour that out there's a crying native american man he's like why are you doing this you're like I'm t- hey man i gotta get high bro he's like all right and he leaves and he leaves behind another box you open it up bam there's an oil pen cartridge right there it's got two little rubber nubbins on each end you know you throw you take those off and you throw them in the trash can and as they're sailing you get a vivid image of a turtle in the middle of the pacific ocean getting its nostrils clogged right <laughs> those two little those thunk, oh fuck oh, right but then you take that hit and you're like thank god this office episode is funny again <laughs> you know <laughs> like whoo <laughs> i added 1600 feet to the garbage patch in the pacific ocean but hey <laughs> you know these reruns ain't gonna watch himself am i right uh I don't know, man. I, uh, I like legal weed because it gives people that chance to experience something new, you know? Like, my brother, he has never smoked weed before, and that was really cool for me to experience that for the first time with him, you know? Um, on the flip side, I'd never coached my brother out of a panic attack before, so that was also very cool for me, you know? <laughs> I love the movie Freaky Friday, you know what I mean? I was like, ooh, role reversal, let's have fun. All right, let's do this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> and... It was weird, you know, because I remember the last time I coached somebody out of getting too high, they were like 18 years old. And Arden, you know more than anybody here. You get too high, you have some scary-ass thoughts, you know, like crazy shit goes through your head. So I coached my brother, like last time I coached somebody out there 18, I was like, hey, listen, Tyler, you're going to have a lot of scary thoughts about your life tonight, but I want to remind you, you're 18 years old, and this song bangs, dude. <laughs> you're going to be listening to this for the rest of your life. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy that jam, my guy. I gave the same speech, a little different to my brother. (laughs) I was like, hey, bro, you're going to have a lot of scary thoughts about your life tonight. But I want to remind you, you're 33 years old and you still live at home. Uh, So those thoughts are correct. (laughs) If you take this as a learning moment, try and turn this around, that'd be great. If not, sit back, relax, enjoy that banger of a song, guys. That's been my time. Good up for Kelly. Always hilarious, Cole Chapman. Thank you very much. How's everyone doing? We still alive? Yeah? yeah. Hell yeah. Who's high? Everybody high? Oh. Yeah. There we go. Let's do it. Let's, let's kill some turtles. Um, I'm never gonna like not associate smoking weed with destroying wildlife. Now, like, th- thank you for ruining uh, that for me too. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, your next comic, you can see him at a Renaissance fair sometime in the near future. I'm sure. Uh, he's coming. He's getting the facial hair ready. Uh, let's welcome up Kyle Morrissey. All right, got some uh, 23andMe jokes in here tonight. I took a 23andMe test recently, found out I was part Japanese, which would explain why I've been wanting to commit suicide. Oh, all right. Honorably, honorably. I'm not going to, like, blow my brains out. I'll probably, like, buy a katana or something. Um, Yes, my name is Kyle. You probably could have gotten that in, like, five guesses. Uh, my parents said they named me after a character on a show called Melrose Place, which I thought that was the weird part. But the weird part was that I was born in 1991 and Melrose Place didn't even exist until 1992. So that just means for a year I was the baby, just a nameless baby. Um, I think it could be worse, though. I, uh, I, have, a, I have a friend named Chris Hansen uh, who's not a fan of the Dateline to Catch a Predator references. I just had to double check with him. I was like, Chris... You know Chris Hansen isn't the pedophile, right? Like, it's not just 14 seasons of the same pedophile. Like, this guy's going into people's homes and confronting them. Like, what do you think was happening? I've been trying to figure out why Chris Hansen is so worried about Chris Hansen. Probably 
because he fucks kids. Um, okay, so uh, I, uh, I'm in, I'm in a, I'm in a relationship. Uh, my girlfriend's been buying a lot of plants lately, and our, our apartment is, is all, you know, white paint and all these green plants. It's very nice. I feel like I'm in a woman's blog. Um, but uh, I don't really water the plants, and she gets a little irritated by that because they die. She's like, you know, if you can't even take care of a plant, like, how are you supposed to take care of a kid? I'm like, oh, that's right, because I want a dead kid in my house. Um, and if I was going to kill a kid, what, I would just dehydrate it? No. Um, you guys ever been in a relationship but still don't want two other people to fuck? <laughs> like, like, have you been seen, like, hitting it off? You're like, uh, that's, that's our thing. <laughs> like, I need to unpack that, I think. Um... <laughs> I uh, I live I live here in the city. Um, I was walking across the Golden Gate Bridge for uh, my first time the other day. I don't know why it took me that long, but um, this woman approached me and she had a, her phone out. Like she walked over to me from her family. She was like, uh, "Can you take a picture of us?" I was like, "Yeah, totally." And like the moment she put the phone in my hand, I was like, "How funny would it be if I just threw this woman over the side of the bridge?" Uh, the nets would catch her. Um, but then I started thinking about it. I was like, why don't people jump off like the Bay Bridge? Like, it's also a perfectly good bridge. Because, like, if you jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, but you live in Oakland, like, how did you get there? Like, you had to, you crossed a perfectly good bridge. <laughs> and, like, while you were on that bridge, you were probably like, this traffic fucking sucks. <laughs> like, I can't wait to kill myself. All right, I'll stay away from the jokes about suicide. Uh, no, I won't. It's funny. Um, I uh, Let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, a little bit more about me. Uh, I think I'm addicted to video games, um, which would, would be the lamest addiction if it wasn't... I'm still trying to work this out. If it wasn't for sex addiction, okay? Hear me out. Uh, you, like, crack addicts, like, suck dick for crack, right? Like, what does sex addicts suck dick for? Just, like, the hell of it? Like... <laughs> Do they suck dick for more dick? Like, do they suck dick for pussy? How does that work? That's quite an image, right? Um, anyways, I, I heard I heard Jonah talking about uh, Nazis earlier, or I guess neo-Nazis. Um, I've seen the neo-Nazis of today, and I think Hitler would be really disappointed in them. Um, I think the only thing that they have in common with OG Nazis is, is probably the meth problem. Um, did you guys know that like Hitler was addicted to meth? Did you guys know this? Like there's a book about it. It's probably pretty good. I told myself I was going to read it. Um, I mean, wouldn't that make the Holocaust like just the best anti-drug PSA ever? Like, <laughs> like, you, like, like instead of a dare program, just show them Schindler's list. Like they'll see the girl in the red dress. They'll get it. Um, I don't even get that joke. I, I need to keep working on it. Uh, God damn it. Um, let's see. Do I have a closer? Uh, let's see. I, uh, uh, I, I, oh, right. No, I already talked about sex addiction. Um, I, my gr my friend was explaining white privilege to me the other day. She was like, here's how you understand white privilege. You take a classroom and at the front of the classroom is a waste bin. And then, uh, the front row are all the white students and the back row are all the black students. But regardless of where you are, you all have to make your sit the same paper ball into that waste bin. So the people up front have better odds. I was like, did you just fucking describe basketball? Uh, of all the sports, to use as an analogy for white privilege, you pick the one, like maybe if they're all wearing ice skates and the white kids were from Finland, like that would get the point across. All right, happy Friday. Yeah. Thank you, Kyle Morrissey, with that family-friendly set.
clean material, you know? Killing babies, suicide, all the hits. Uh, your next comic does actually play all over the Bay Area. That's not just something I'm saying. Uh, you can find him at the setup periodically as well. Uh, very funny gentleman. Let's give it up for Max Eddy. Let's fucking go, dude. All over the Bay Area. Max Eddie, hell yeah, dude. Thank you for not making fun of my name. I fight, people make fun of my name when they intro me, and I hate it, dude. But, like, honestly, Ma I think Max is a good name. You know, like, it's better than having a bitch-ass name like Jack or Colin or Kelly or Jeff. All right, if one of you could fight me, I could really, I could really use the exposure. Yes, okay, that's, you got to hit me. <laughs> that's a... Wait, do you have to be, does, it, does the person hitting me have to be black to get on World Star? That's a serious question. I don't know. I don't know the rules or regulations. I didn't go to that church. Um, that's, is that racist? Black church is better. Uh, that makes it less racist. That's just FYI. Just go. I've been. Good. Okay. We did it. Um, you guys, that's my punchline closer, so you guys have to laugh. Um, it's, that's my really good joke I'm doing at the end of all of my specials. Uh, <laughs> okay. Or Starler, or Cole, or just stupid ass fucking names like that. Okay, <laughs> it counts as two. Uh, I went back to it. Um, I had to go through airport security last week, and that fucking sucked. Um, honestly, here's the thing: I've not had bad experiences with airport security. Usually, they're a punching bag. I hate when people talk about them. It's just always like, oh no, they, I have to take my shoes off, and they're doing their job. Like it's really annoying. I hate when people complain about it because it's just like, dude, honestly, I'm glad that airport security is a bunch of gay little narcs. Like I love that about them. Okay, because you don't want a chill airport security guy. You don't want that guy. You don't want a guy who's just like, is that a samurai sword? fucking dope go through like that's that's not the dude you want protecting your country okay that doesn't work so but I had a bad experience I had I had like the guy I, I knew I was gonna have a bad experience when I saw the guy too he was like one of these big like Paul Blart looking dudes where like he yells a lot he's angry and his face jiggles every time he says I'm just long like it's it's like his skin was trying to do a Nixon impression it was the fucking worst it was like he was trying to swallow an earthquake just that was about a four. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a Richter scale joke, everybody. Um, but no, I, I knew it was going to be a bad time. And what happened was I had a little cut on my hand when I went through. Just a little, little baby cut on the middle of my hand. I took my bag out wrong. Just a little kiss, make it better. It's fine. Nothing wrong. And I'm going like, to give this guy my ID. He sees my hand and he goes, is that blood? And I was just like, what? What else could this be? Like, you think I'm sneaking sriracha on this plane? Like, the fuck? Oh, these peanuts need a kick, dude. Like, that's ugh, just rub them on. No, I don't. Obviously, it's blood. It's just a little something, and it's fine. He's like, actually, sir, we can't have blood in the machines. And I was like, that's uh, okay. Like, that's fine. What do you want me to do about it? And he's like, well, I, we can't. You need to cover the wound. Do you have a bandage of some sort? I was like, first of all, this is not a wound. This is a boo-boo. That's uh, this is straight. This is a boo-boo baby. It's just straight boo-boo. It's nothing wrong. Like, second of all, no, I didn't bring a bandage because I wasn't planning on bleeding. That was <laughs> I wasn't in my travel itinerary. I wasn't. I wasn't like socks, underwear, blood. Like that's not. That wasn't what I was doing. So no, I don't have a bandage. So this guy, he start, he turns to the line. It's like a hundred people in security line, and he yells. He's like, Does anyone have a band-aid for this gentleman? And I know, like, I, this is not necessary, but the girl next to me <laughs> just goes, um, I, I have a pad. 
And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do this, dude. I'll put it, I'll fucking put a pad on my hand. That sounds awesome. That sounds like a good day. Let's go. But uh, I was, uh, honestly, I was like, oh, you know, this will be kind of cool. Cause I don't know if you guys know this, but pads uh, usually go on pussies. And that's really cool. Um, I think that's really awesome. Like that's, cause my hand is there now. Uh, and so it's like, it would have been, I got like a, yeah, I think it's cool. Like, uh, I hope my hand, I hope I don't have the middle person one day. I hope my hand can one day touch one of them. Um, uh, so just don't need the, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I'm just sorry. <laughs> this is dumb. Um, okay, also, I didn't mention before I uh, used uh, gay in an offensive way. I am bisexual. Um, so. <laughs> It's it's still not okay. I could be bisexual and hate gay dude. Like you gotta like pussy a little. Like, uh, but um, now I'm I'm bisexual. And people keep asking me, what's the difference, Max? What's the difference between straight dating and gay dating? And that it's mostly me asking me. But like I, um, I found out, dude. I got a perfect fucking metaphor. It's coming at you. Okay. Uh, straight dating is much more competitive. It's like a sport. Uh, it's like football or something. Just like dudes huddled up, like outside a club, like, okay, we're gonna get laid tonight. Let's do this. I need a wingman on either side. We're gonna score. Let's go. But like gay dating, they're like huddling up, like, okay, we're gonna get laid tonight. One of them's just like, you know, maybe we could just fuck each other. Like, uh, uh, I mean, we're already here. Uh, you know, let's do it. Um, gay people do this. Um, be gay. Uh, it's a choice. Bye, guys. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, not touching that with a 10-foot pole. All right. Seriously. Um, I was about to say, is Max Eddie about to get canceled? What the fuck is... Holy shit. No. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on. Next gentleman, very funny. You should check out his Instagram channel, uh, Life of Trying channel. I don't know how Instagram works, obviously. That's not what they're called. All right. Let's so welcome up Orion Levine. This is the song I requested. Uh, it's a hitter. Uh, always has been. I don't even know what song that was. Sound good, though. Are you guys voting? <laughs> Excellent. I think we should only vote on the candidate with who has a good perspective on climate change. Yeah, right? That's all we should care about. And notice how I called it climate change, not global warming, because I don't think that's an accurate term for it. It's not the whole globe just getting warmer, all right? It's the extremes getting more extreme, like the hot places are getting hotter and the cold places are getting colder. My skateboarding is getting doper at an alarming rate. Uh, who were like, the polar bears are dying. I'm like, yeah, I know. I just kick flipped over one. Uh, I think I deserve a little credit. I'm, uh, I'm dating this girl. I buy too much food for her, for her to insult me directly. <laughs> so she's just like, do you like your haircut? Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. She's broke, which is fine with me. I just wish she didn't like tikka masala so much, you know? It's like, yeah, dating someone new is weird. It's like, how do I convince this person that I have more than three digits in my checking account? And turns out complaining about Indian food is not the way. Uh, yeah. I don't understand why people fantasize about threesomes. Seems like too much work for me, you know? It's like I can barely hold a minimum wage job, let alone four titties. 
Thank you. <laughs> like, if I wanted to disappoint two people at once, I would steal a tandem bicycle. That's, <laughs> that's where I'm at. I've been described as a lifeguard's worst nightmare because I like skinny dipping, but I don't actually know how to swim. <laughs> My cousin Daniel is a firefighter. Everyone's always like, oh, Daniel, you're so brave. I'm like, really? He's brave? He's not even transgender. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm going through a breakup. Forget the first few jokes. Uh, <laughs> she broke up with me right after sex. Can you believe that? Like, we were still naked. Like, have you ever had to dress yourself in front of the naked person who just broke up with you? Me neither. I did it in the hallway. Uh, I felt vulnerable. I think she's trying to hurt my feelings extra. It's like an extra move on her part. A big part of me was really hurt, but another part of me, like more medium-sized part, just had sex. You know, like, I can't hurt that. It was like a severance check. It was like, yeah, you fired me, but you also gave me the only thing I came here for, so. <laughs> Plus, I took a loaf of bread on the way out. Pretty sure, pretty sure I came out on top. Just kidding, I came on her stomach, I'll be honest. I want, I want the response to be laughs there, but instead it's just like, ah, that's, <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> One day. I am in a new relationship, though. It's going great, but I'm like 75% sure he's gay. Uh, <laughs> not in the bad way. I just mean like annoying, you know, like. I'm going to let that sit. <laughs> like he wears scarves and plays tennis. Okay. Should I do another one? No, okay. <laughs> Good night, guys. Thanks so much. Ryan Levine. It's questioning. It's questioning. Um, we're going to break up uh, this a lot of dick. It's been a lot of dick, one right after another. So let's uh, let's bring up some like levity here. It's probably The thing is, you're probably going to be the crudest comic here. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Let's welcome up Elizabeth Simone. Yeah, a lot of dicks. I must be at a comedy open mic. Um, I'm surprised there aren't more women here because um, I feel like this is probably a really safe space for women, right? 100% of the assaults that have happened here have been against men. Sorry, sorry if that's uh, too soon, Pam. Uh, I, um, I, it was my birthday this week, this past week. Yeah, that's the right response. Uh, I turned 36, which, thank you, yeah which is uh, 72 in comedy years. Um, you know, I feel good. I feel good about 36. Um, so I'm queer. I'm a queer, queer lady. Um, I've, I, um, I think I realize that I'm attracted to short guys because I want to feel powerful over the patriarchy. Um, 
sometimes people like are like, what does being queer mean to you, Elizabeth? Like, what is that? You're attracted to men, women, transgender people, gender queer, gender fluid people. Yeah. I, I think it means that I'm equal opportunity. <laughs> like I'll accept all applicants, um, for consideration. <laughs> Um, it makes me sound really slutty. Um, I'm not, I'm not. I'm going on a date after this and I realized while I was sitting here, I was like, my nails are very long. When you're going on a date with a woman, it's like really, that's bad. It's bad to have long nails. Thank you for laughing. Those of you who didn't laugh, that's an inside joke. Uh, yeah. Uh, wah, wah. Um, so uh, I went to the gynecologist. Yeah, it's about to get crude. I went to the gynecologist, um, and she was like, she gets me up on the table, you know, in the stirrups, giddy up, and, um, and she looks at me and she says, wow, I never see unshaved pussy anymore. I was like, what, 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 what did you? What did you, what word did you just say? You you are a medical professional. You are a gynecologist. What word did you just say? Yeah, that's right. She said never. She said the word never. She's a gynecologist. Like if she never sees unshaved pussy anymore, that it doesn't exist. Like she probably sees more vaginas in a single afternoon than the sluttiest of lesbians will see all of Pride weekend. Like that is nuts. Wild. Um and I'm like pretty, pretty hairy. I'm apparently like the last 70s bush standing. Um and I'm basically Sasquatch for her, like rarely seen in nature, very hairy. So I was like thinking about telling her when she said that, you, you know, you're the, you're, I, never, I never see unshaved pussy anymore. I thought about responding and saying, well, I, I do trim, but I knew she wouldn't believe me. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so I, I live in Oakland. Um, yeah, Oakland is so great. I love it. Um, I live in a poor neighborhood in West Oakland and there's a, a, a big homeless encampment like around the corner from my house. And we've been having a lot of, um, our packages have been getting stolen a lot. Um, which, you know, I think it makes sense. Like that's a victimless crime. Uh, you know, if I can just call Amazon and be like, my Nutribullet didn't arrive. Thank you. And they'll just send me another one, like no questions asked. Like that's, that's, a, that's privilege. That is a victimless crime. But recently, my New Yorker magazines have been getting stolen. And I'm like, okay. I mean, like we know that like the homeless have needs, you know, like health care, housing, food. Apparently, the homeless also need witty uh, articles and bougie cartoons that make you go, hmm. Um, but I think that's actually, I think stealing New Yorker 
New Yorker magazines, that is like goes beyond a victimless crime. That's like a victim supporting crime because that magazine, I don't know if anyone gets it here. It's stressful. Like it's a book that comes in the mail every week. I need every other one to be stolen. Like, please, please fucking steal them because I cannot keep up. Um, okay, that's my time. I'm Elizabeth Simone. Drop my 10 in there. Yeah, I dropped in $10 and I am broke. So, yeah, shame on you people. Shame on all of you. Anyway, who's enjoying comedy, right? After I insult you all. <laughs> uh, fuck, I was going to say, like, I think that 23andMe, right? Like, I think we've been talking about it a lot today and you brought up a good point. I think what's really going on is like Jeff is uh, Mark Zuckerberg and a number of the tech bros are just trying to find out the gene for pubic hair and just eliminate it. They're just like, well, there will never be pubic hair again. You know, nobody sees the creepiness in those people. No, all right. I'm guessing you all work in tech. Okay. And don't read the New Yorker, judging by how nobody responded to that last show. If you've ever seen the New Yorker, you're like, ah, you fucked this. I'm not going to, it's like, I can only handle so many bad cartoons. Um, yeah. Uh, let's welcome up your next comic, uh, Rahul Siddharsan. Oh, I fucked that up. What's up, guys? Um, yeah, I come to San Francisco for two reasons, to get high and do shitty jokes, and I'm all out of shitty jokes. Uh, fuck, yeah, doing drugs might not make you funny, but it'll sure make you laugh. Uh, fuck, okay, what's going on here? Hmm. Uh, I got shit, um, what happened? There, where is the window? Where is that happened, dude? Yeah, cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, how many guys hate fucking Twitter, right? Twitter's fucking weird as shit. Uh, like, um, I'm from Fremont, and, uh, like, I fucking follow people from my high school, and, uh, they're, like, weird-ass motherfuckers. They say, like, I'm a CU in these streets. It's on site. It's like, why don't you just meet at Starbucks? There's less confrontation there. It might be nicer for you. Uh, fuck. <laughs> um, you guys hear of this thing called goat yoga? That's a thing, apparently. Like, uh, um, they have a goat walk on your back or something. Like, come on, if you're going to appropriate my culture, man, at least fucking fuck the goat right after. Uh, I sold out my race for that joke. You better laugh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, this doesn't have an ending. Uh, God is like the biggest fucking soccer mom. Uh, like, he just parades his kid around, like, I'm better than all of you, and then, like, makes him get his wine. Uh, shows up to all the soccer men. Okay, I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to use more non-gendered language. Uh, um, that's a thing, apparently. Um, I guess heard of Berkeley, like, they have, they changed uh, manhole to maintenance hole. Like, uh, to make it sound less dirtier, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to use this non -gen more non-gender language. But here's a term that needs non-gender language. What about wife beater, you know? <laughs> like, you know, I don't call my own genes, like, fucking the sex offenders. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
Jesus. Ah, I'm super stoned. <laughs> um, uh, plenty of fish should stand for predatory old fucks. I don't know. I know a girl, she's like getting money through plenty of fish. Like, that's a thing. Like, just goes out with fucking 35. She's like my age, goes out with 35-year-olds, and like, they send her money. Why can't I do that? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I think that's all, everything I have prepared for you. I'm going to go smoke more weed. Feel free to come back there and s- talk about the universe and shit. I'm Rahul. All right, all right. Thank you very much. That was a sudden end. I didn't hear any horn, so I wasn't prepared for it. So uh, don't mind the cigarette smoke. Um, anyway, uh, how was the set? I heard most of it, and then... Yeah, there it was. Wow, high energy room. Uh, we are. It's very densely crowded, you know? Watch out. Um, your next comic, is this your first time to the room? Uh, yeah. Hell yeah, let's welcome up this. We got a first timer to Mutiny Radio. Let's welcome up Sam Labooting. How's it going? How you guys doing tonight? Doing good? All right, a few of you. That's good. Um, yeah, things are going well for me lately. Uh, I got a new job, which is cool. I kind of miss my old job, though. The people I worked with were interesting. I didn't really like any of them, but they were very interesting. Like, this one guy I worked with always called me Boo for some reason. And I thought, like, all right, that's this guy thing. He just calls people Boo. And then I started to notice he was only calling me Boo. <laughs> like, he walked by me one day. He's like, what's up, Boo? I'm like, hey, man. And then this lady walked by, and he's like, hello, Barbara. So either this guy thinks my name is Boo, or we're in love, you guys. It's a June wedding for me and my Boo. But yeah, you know, things are going good. Uh, New job, I got a new apartment. The apartment's cool, but there's this guy that always bothers me when I'm outside smoking a cigarette, and I fucking hate this guy. One day I'm sitting in my backyard, just kind of minding my own business, and he just strolls into my backyard. This is how I know I have some level of social anxiety, because as soon as I see this man, my first thought isn't, why is this man in my backyard? My first thought is, I don't want to fucking talk to this guy right now. And he comes up to me and he's like, you smoke weed? I'm like, not anymore. And he's like, you do coke? And I'm like, sometimes. And so he busts out a crack pipe and begins to smoke crack in front of me. And he's like, you want some, man? I'm like, nah, I got a drug test coming up soon, which isn't fucking true. I don't know why I feel like I had to give this guy a valid enough excuse of why I didn't want to smoke crack with him in my backyard. But his response to this, ladies and gentlemen, is the greatest fucking thing I've ever heard. He just goes, come on, man, it's Saturday. Because, of course, we all know Saturday is for a smoking crack. That's right. We're all aware of the weekly uh, smoking of the crack on Saturday. Fucking hell. But no, I do fuck around with drugs a little bit. Some of the drugs I take are by prescription, but they're drugs that people will abuse recreationally, and I don't really get it. Like, I take Adderall for ADHD, which people will use, like, recreationally, and I don't understand that. It's like, oh, baby, you know I got those Addies. Oh, man, we're going to take some Adderall tonight. We're going to get so focused. Oh shit, you know I got those Addies. Tonight we're gonna do so much math. Someone take John's keys, he's doing calculus. He's too fucked up to drive. I don't don't really get that. But no, I also take Xanax for anxiety, which is another thing people abuse recreationally, which I don't get, where it's like, hey man, you know I got those Xannies. Take one of these and tonight, later on, when you go to sleep, you're not gonna think about that weird thing you did in fifth grade at all. You're just gonna go right to sleep. I don't see the recreational value in that, I don't know. But yeah, uh, making a lot of changes in my life. New job, new apartment. Uh, Went to the gym once. That was cool. 
Couldn't really do it, though. It wasn't so much that working out is hard. It's more so the sheer amount of old men's dicks that you'll see in the locker rooms of some of these gyms when you're changing. It's a problem. It's a serious epidemic. This guy knows what the fuck I'm talking about, or he's the guy with his dick out. I don't know. But um, this one guy really put me over the edge. I'm sitting there. I'm getting ready. I'm changed. And he just strolls into the locker room, just fucking butt naked, this gentleman. And sitting there in front of me, the oldest dick I've ever seen. This man was like 50 or 60, but his dick was 102. It was like an elongated prune, you guys. It was like his dick hole had crow's feet. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm stopped, and I'm staring at this thing, and I picked up my stuff, and I left. And I haven't been back to the gym since. And I feel like when I die in like 20, 30 years from being so out of shape, it's kind of that old guy's dick's fault. I feel like he shoulders most of the blame for that. But no, I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of fat, I guess. I don't really like telling fat jokes. Part of me feels like maybe if I don't mention it, you won't notice. <laughs> but yeah, I've noticed every time I walk into like a corner store, the guy behind the counter looks at me and goes, what's up, big guy? It's like, well, you just started off this conversation by insulting me. That's sort of what's up. People don't do that with other people. Just start a conversation by pointing out like a health problem they have. Like, what's up, Lyme disease? <laughs> how do you do, vitiligo? That's not how fucking people roll. I don't know why this guy feels the need to fucking insult me. But yeah, um, I don't know. I used to fuck around with drugs way too much. I'm going back to that, sorry. But I feel like it's important to mention that when I used to do cocaine, I dated a stripper for two months. And a lot of guys look at me when they hear that and they're like, oh yeah, man, good for you. But I'm from Rochester, New York. And the fact that you think that it's a good thing I dated a stripper means you do not know what the strippers from Rochester, New York look like. The strippers in Rochester are like foreclosed homes. At the outside, from a glance, at a distance, they look kinda okay. But on the inside, they're all torn up and full of asbestos. Uh, anyway, you guys, I'm Sam Labuti. Thank you all. You've been beautiful. Hell yeah, give it up for Sam. Looks like Sam. Has the hookup. Cool, man. I'm hitting you up after. All right? Let's, let's fucking party. And everybody knows meth is for Saturdays. All right? Crack is for Sundays. The fuck kind of amateurs are we dealing with? Come on. Oh, do your drugs, people, on the right day. That's what my mom always used to say. Okay. Tighten that up. Uh, your next comic, is this also your first time? You've been here before. Is this your first time here? Hell yeah, we got another first timer. Let's get a big round of applause, all right? Get it going. Trevor Parcella. What's going on, guys? I didn't bring any money. There we go. Just deposit that right in there. Watch me forget that, and they're actually going to cash that. I already lost one credit card that way. Um, so I was raised Catholic. Anyone else in here raised Catholic? So uh, you got one. So check me on this. Uh, you know, you go to church, like, I'm not super religious, but you go to church on Easter and Christmas just, like, to learn the shit that you always forget. And uh, one thing that they taught us is no matter what you do, no matter how bad it is, no matter how bad you sin, God has to forgive you, right? You pray to God, you ask him forgiveness, he has to forgive you, right? So my mind's taking it to the extreme. I'm thinking, like, who's a really bad person? Like Adolf Hitler, right? So I'm thinking, you take Adolf Hitler, you're telling me if he prays to God, like, right before he dies, God's up there and he's like, oh, shit, dude. Like, I got a fucking hard decision to make right now. And he's like, I got to forgive everybody, everyone. And God's attorney sitting right next to him is like, yeah, you got, you got to forgive everybody. He's like, no loopholes. God's like, oh, shit, Jesus. And Jesus is like, yeah, dad. And he's like, no, no, not, not you. Um, but anyway, so then God's like, all right, well, my hands are tied. All right, Hitler. 
you're in heaven. You think everyone in heaven is just like, whoa, 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 like, God, can we, like, get you down here? Because there's a guy that looks suspiciously like Adolf Hitler just walked through the gates. And, uh, you know, I feel like Hitler's made it to heaven, though, and he's, like, he's pumped. Like, the hate has just left him. Like, he's not, he's not trying to cause trouble anymore. He's just, like, a very inviting guy. But he's still got the Hitler brand attached to him. Like, he can't, he can't do anything about that. So he's like, does anyone want to come over and play bridge Sunday night? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm busy. You know, I can't do that. There's, like, one or two guys that's like, I would hang out with him. Like, he seems better, but, like... I don't want to be the guy that hangs out with Hitler. Like now, now you're that guy in heaven. But anyways, um, I was at a sushi restaurant yesterday with a friend of mine, and uh, we walk in, and there was this lady that she was buying two bottles of sake, and she was on the way out. And from the way she was speaking, she had, had like 72 bottles of sake while she was there. But she's walking out, and she's doing the thing where like you got one foot out the door, like you're leaving, but you also have like 74 things to say to the person before you leave. So she's talking to the sushi chef, and he's like doing his job, like he's just cutting. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, huh? Oh god, like because he wants the business, you know, but he doesn't want to like, you know, not do his job. So. She's like on the way and she's saying things like after a while we realize like oh like she's she's one of these women like she's like oh you your sushi it has like such a good uh, vibration to you know I really like the vibration it's like when you get like crazy white women talk about vibrations and things that aren't shaken it's all over like you know what's going on there. Um, but anyways so she finally leaves after like 45 minutes of like talking to the guy. She walks out the door I thought this was funny the sushi chef comes over to me and my friend and he's like hey um. I don't understand English very well. Do you know what the fuck she was trying to say to me? Like, do you understand? And we were like, you know, honestly, we got every single word. They were not working together. That's what we told him. <laughs> That's how we described it. But yeah. Um, I was driving home the other day, and uh, I hit a spot of traffic, right? And I'm stopped right behind this pickup truck. And uh, on his pickup truck has an advertisement on the back of it. On the left side, it just says kitchens, just in all capital letters, kitchens. And it's got the middle part. And then on the right side, it says, ask us how, and it has a number. So, I mean, it kind of commuted the idea, but it didn't make any fucking sense at all. But it says, ask us how, and has the number. I was stuck in traffic, so I was like, all right, fucking might as well. So I pull my phone out, and uh, I call the number. It rings a couple times. Guy goes, hello, and I just yell, into the phone real quick and uh, then I hung up and I left all the way home so uh, anyways that's all I got that's all new stuff so thank you guys give it up Trevor yeah uh, yeah I uh, I didn't grow up in the Catholic Church but I did grow up in like a religious place like it was, re- it was in Texas like a small town in Texas and I had an ex-girlfriend in high school told me it's like uh, it makes me so sad to think about all my friends who I won't see in heaven because they haven't accepted Jesus into their heart. And I was like, um, uh, what about me? Because <laughs> I have not. Uh, I didn't say anything, though, because I wanted to keep having sex. You know, <laughs> that's priorities. It's important. Uh, but she eventually figured it out, and then she uh, just broke up with me without, like, calling or texting before texting. Uh, so you could say she holy ghosted me. Boom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, I've been wanting to do that for a while. Thank you for giving me the lead-in. Um, your next comic. This isn't his first time here, uh, but we're all hoping it might be his last. So let's welcome, <laughs> let's welcome up Jack Ferguson. Fuck you, Kelly Evans. What's going on? Fuck everybody. I'll fight any one of you guys. I've got the fucking high ground. Uh, it's been a tough week for me. 
Got my heart ripped out by someone who doesn't even know that kung fu move. It's brutal. Fucking, I got my, I'm bipolar. My meds were stolen from my car. Someone broke into my car and stole my bipolar meds, which is a hilarious prank. Um, <laughs> I like to think that, that you know, like they, I think they probably thought they were opiates. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny that they probably took them and then, you know, they're expecting to get high and then suddenly they were just mentally stable, um, which, is <laughs> which is probably good for them. Maybe, I hope they keep taking them. Uh, I have kind of a bro-y look and the way I talk is kind of bro-y, so I think sometimes people assume that I'm homophobic, which is ridiculous. You know, I'm not scared of gay people. I used to beat them up in high school all the time. <laughs> they pose no physical threat to me. The only physical threat they pose is to the American family, actually. So, <laughs> not an ally, guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm very good at impressions. In fact, I can do an impression of my coworker Steve that's so good that people actually think he's saying the N word when we're on conference calls. <laughs> uh, after I, now that I've like completely convinced you guys I'm an asshole, I'm going to tell you a very sympathetic story and uh, be very vulnerable. I recently, uh, I, rec I told you I had my heart ripped out recently. I went and visited this girl who I was in love with for a while. We lived together in the same house. She lived on the other side of my wall, my left wall. And uh, you know, after living together for two months, we kind of like fell for, I fell for her. And we hooked up finally, and I was like, yes, yes, this is great, it's gonna happen. And then a week later, she brought a guy home from Tinder and banged him on the other side of my wall. <laughs> and I had to lie in bed, like, listening to it. I was so pissed, just with my headphones on, lying there. And it lasted, like, way long. Like, the dude was an animal. It took, like, <laughs> like eight hours. Just, like, I kept waking up and still hearing this, like, creaking sound. Or, like, it was more like a rattling sound, I suppose. And I was so pissed off. I eventually went and slept on the couch. And it wasn't until like two weeks later that I realized that when her windows open, her door rattles in its hinges. <laughs> so I was just lying there for eight hours, pissed off at the sound of a door rattling in its hinges. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, what else do I want to talk about? You know, you guys know that uh, Chris and Liam Hensworth have a third brother who's not famous. You guys know who Chris and Liam Hensworth are, right? Yeah. Okay. He's a they have a third brother who's not famous, and I was talking to one of my friends, and I was like, "Yeah, I f like I feel bad for that guy. Like both of his brothers are famous, and he's not, and they're so tall and attractive, and um, I feel like he probably feels bad. It's like, dude, you were five ten overweight. The third Hemsworth brother is a six two Australian banker. I don't think he needs your sympathy. You know, like he grew up. He's best friends with two giant movie stars." Yeah, that's how I feel about that joke. <laughs> took a plane recently. I was in New York. And taking a plane is a great way to realize that there are so many people in the world who you just don't want to hang out with for six hours, you know? Like, I think all babies that cry on airplanes should be anesthetized. <laughs> Thank you. I think, like, I think they should have think that if they start crying, the air marshal on the plane should give them a sleeping pill for the duration of the flight because they're emotional terrorists, uh, and their job is to air marshal's jobs are to deal with terrorism. I also don't understand why whenever you take a shit on a plane, the flushing sound sounds like it's flushing the shit all the way to the ground. 
Like, why does it sound like there's a portal to hell opening up? This is one of the most amazing pieces of technology in the world. Can we not install a normal toilet? All right. Thanks, guys. Give it up for Jack Ferguson. <clears throat> uh, let's hope he has more medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. All right. There might be uh, another incident. Um, I just, <laughs> you know, when you told me that story, I just imagined like some really fucking crazy fucked up guy broke up, broke into your car, stole your medicine and uh, got his life together. You know, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm a banker now. This is great. That was <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's actually the third Hemsworth, bro Hemsworth brother. All right, you know what? Fuck that. I'm moving on. Uh, our next comic, uh, very funny gentleman. Uh, you might see him uh, at the Eagle, the SF Eagle, which I just found out they're actually uh, planning on beautifying that area. So it's a park. It'll be a nice, beautiful park uh, where people will be having sex in it. You know, like, <laughs> if you've ever been to the SF Eagle, be a lot of park sex there. All right, let's welcome up Colin Holtz. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, baby. I got 13 housemates. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. We're all in our 30s. Some of us are in our 40s. It's one guy. One guy's in his 40s. <laughs> Maybe he's in his 50s. I don't know. He doesn't age. Great. Well, look, the point is, is uh, I'm pretty sure having housemates who eat food that's yours is what makes you Republican. Like, I'm pretty sure it turns you Republican. <laughs> I would rather no one have food than someone take my food. <laughs> like, uh, hello, is this the uh, refrigerator police? <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, listen, um, somebody stole my food yeah, I mean, everybody's high. We're all, but it's never happened before. Yeah, we had one guy who was larger, but then he got diabetes. Ah, uh, all right. Uh. Anyway, lock them up. Lock them up. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, may, it makes me want to do evil things. Like I would, if I knew who it was, I would go out and definitely buy food, offer it to them, and then before they could take any, I would just throw it on the ground and stomp on it. <laughs> Fucking eat it now, bitch. Fucking eat it now. All right. Uh, anyway, I don't... Uh, I have bad thoughts. Yeah. I don't mean like depressing, I mean the quality is poor. Like, like, oh no, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Uh, oh yeah, like, uh, I don't know. You ever not done something but then so many people try to convince you that you did do it, whatever it might be, that you start to think, oh, maybe I did. <laughs> like, uh, I, don't, I look like everybody in the city, pretty much. 
I got a lot of doppelgangers. My friends will be like, hey, uh, didn't I see you on the corner fucking hurling chunks the other night? If I didn't drink it too much, you goddamn piece of shit. Nah, I've never vomited from drinking, so it couldn't be me, all right? I hold my liquor real well. It's the German in me. So, but, uh... Then they'll just be like, nah, it had to be you. And I'm like, maybe I fucking did blow chunks on the corner, dude. I don't know. You know, they can't all be winners and stuff. (laughs) I was offered a blow job by Beyonce, everybody. Yeah. I said no, obviously. And then I asked him if he was named after Jay-Z's wife. Little glitter face Beyonce. He had he had glitter on his face. Cool. Hey, what do you call a person who dyes their hair red? Trans ginger. Cool. (laughs) Colin Holtz, everyone. (laughs) <laughs> That's quite the flex, man. 13 roommates. Shit. Uh, how many bathrooms do you have? Fuck that. I am never coming to your house. That is <laughs> fucking terrifying. <laughs> do you guys just like pee at the same time? Is that like, that's too many people to not have to use the restroom. It's like just like four dudes standing around a bowl. It's like periodically peeing on each other's feet. All right. It's disgusting. It's a. Uh, <laughs> What three reasons? <laughs> Creating a target. Got it. No, I'd go for Lucky Charms though. You know, I want something to just O's. Okay, that's boring. Anyway, I just want to thank everybody. Uh, donations looking very full. Great crowd. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much. Pam really appreciates it. Give me a honk. Oh, there we go. All right. Could have been better timed, but that's it's all right. Anybody in the people watching? Yeah, I love, no, nobody else. Like you can learn so much about people that way uh, and like yourself. Uh, Like everybody has their favorite place. Uh, My favorite place is my apartment, you know, in other people's apartments. (laughs) uh, I learned that my neighbor's really into My Little Pony, Steve. Yeah, cool guy. Also, I learned about myself that I now have a misdemeanor. So, you know, it's cool. It's not a felony. (laughs) So got that going for me. Let's welcome up your next comic, very funny gentleman, Duatmot. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I used to live in the same house that Colin lived, and uh, people stole my food, too. It was uh, fucking wild. One time I had a watermelon, like half a watermelon on the counter, and uh, somebody called my name, and I turned around, and nobody was there. And then I turned back, and my watermelon was gone. So I understand what Colin is going through. Anyways, guys, uh, you guys ever get hit by an idea? Whenever, every time I get hit by an idea, my head goes back like that a little bit. I go, oh. I was walking by a sign today that said, no loitering, and my head went, oh. And my mind said, loitering is just littering, except I am the trash. Oh. That was a good idea, I thought. But who knows? Who knows? Um, hey, what is, what is up with World War II losers and making excellent cars? 
you're not allowed to make any more weapons. And they said, all right, we're going to make cars, which will end up killing more people than the war. <laughs> we're going to do it. Every time I drive in my Prius, I get guilty. I feel guilty. I'm like, oh, man, the Prius, Toyotas, they raped Nan King. Come on. Remember that movie? Oh, I love your laugh. That poof, that's really ego inflating. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, you know when you're talking on the phone, the more you switch from one ear to the other, the more tired you are of that conversation? I'm like, oh my God, my left ear is taking a beating. Right ear drum, time for you to take a beating. I know, Ma, you already told me. Everybody talks about how the God can be a woman, but nobody ever talks about how the devil can be a woman. I get it. I understand. You know what my mom told me once? She goes, uh, angels have wings because heaven is above us. That means that the devil should have fur and buck teeth like a gopher. You're changing your laugh. I like it. I still, I still hear a little bit of the raspberry. <laughs> Yeah, it'll take time. It'll take time for you to have a more social laugh. <laughs> Anyways, um, hey, uh, I've got to tell old jokes because I have new tags on them. But uh, here's an old joke. Um, some people like blue eyes. Others like green eyes. I like the white part. Uh, if, I, if I say mostly white, that means you're not looking at me and I can look at you. Like, oh, nice dress, nice hair, nice, oh no, brown eyes. Shit. Um, well, I don't want to keep doing that one, so. I want to change. I want to change. Uh, I saw a guy, he had a uh, cane, and I thought if, like, if I ever needed a cane, I'm going to get one in the shape of a leg. And when it rains, I'll put a boot on it. And then there'll be a bone sticking out on top, and that's going to be my handle. And that's not all. It's going to be a secret compartment. The kneecap will lift up, and inside, a bottle of aspirin. And when you open that up, Vicodin. <laughs> and when you pop some in your mouth, just mints. Just mints. All right, uh, I got uh, maybe just one more. I like... You know what I hate the most? Landmines. <laughs> they, they ruin the one thing I love doing the most, walking around. <laughs> How's Vietnam? Oh, I lost a leg. How? I stepped on a landmine and I got bored, so I tried to outrun it, but <laughs> guess you can't run out, outrun a landmine. Hey, thanks very much. Hell yeah, do I mind, man? Sorry. Do I mind? Um, you know, if there are people who are driving Mercedes and BMWs out there and they're crashing their cars, not really much of a loss. Honestly. <laughs> like, that's fine. I don't have to listen to you talk about all your real estate investments now. Fucking awesome. Christmas is going to be a lot better without Dave there. Anyway, might be taking this personally. This is not tall enough, and I am turning it the wrong direction. There we go. That's fine. Uh, your next comic, uh, this, you've been here before, right? No, another first timer, everybody. All right, all five of you, get your hands together. Let's applause. And you in the sound booth, too. Come on, there we go. Kunal Panayak. Hello, hello. Uh, 
you guys doing? Doing good? Nice. Uh, I'm not. Uh, just got, uh, I, was at the, I was at the dentist yesterday. I just found out I, got, I have sensitive gums. You guys familiar with this? Sensitive gums, you have this problem? It's when your gums uh, cry during sex. It's, it's all up in their fillings. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, uh, I hate when people uh, talk about who they know to establish social value, especially when they barely know the person. I was complaining about my job search to a random guy on the Caltrain, and he was like, dude, I'm actually best friends with a Google recruiter. And, and I was like, great, can she help me out? And he was like, sorry, she goes to a different high school. Uh, you don't know her. Uh, you guys don't get that? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think they should allow people to sleep in prisons so that they could build up a line of credit in case they get convicted of a crime in the future. Can you imagine how fun that would be? Bob comes back home from work. Uh, he gets drinks after work. His friends are like, Bob, you're, you're working weekends at the factory, nights at the clink. When are you going to take a break? And he's like, never, man. I got to save up to buy a house, put my kids through college, and kill my wife. <laughs> such a fit, uh, such a 50s joke, Jesus. Also, Bob. Like, um, when I was a kid, uh, my, my mom would threaten to call the cops when I got a bad grade. And it's super terrifying when you're six. But now that I think about it, I feel like that cop, what, that cop is a cop because he got bad grades, right? It's very short, Seinfeld, was an observation. Um, uh, let's see what I got here. Um, another fun fact, my parents are from India, and they speak really good English, but they still put me in English as a second language classes because they thought that me having Indian parents would set me back in terms of learning English. My, my uh, special ed teacher, she would call my mom and be like, your son speaks English just fine. Why is he in my class? And she'd be like, you don't know what you're talking about. And sometimes I think, yeah, it sucks when parents find out that their kid is mentally disabled. But I think it sucks just as much when, they're, when kids find out that their parents want them to be mentally disabled. Uh, yeah, uh, sometimes uh, girls will tell me that the, they think I'm a really good, really good guy because I refuse to have sex on the first date. And then I'll tell them, uh, nah, it's because I got a small dick and I'll trap you emotionally first. <laughs> Three more dates and then I can finally bore you with my cock. Uh, let's see. Uh, speaking of dicks, uh, one of my friends, uh, he's really insecure about his dick length, like how short it is. And he comes up to me, he's like, dude, I think dick size should be measured by volume, you know? They should count everything, girth and length. You know, you take the girth, multiply by pi, then multiply by the length, and that's your dick size. And I was like, all right, Archimedes. Next time I go to the pediatrics office, I'll be sure to tell them to dip my shaft into a graduate cylinder and see how much water is displaced. How's that sound? <laughs> and so I tried it. I went to India later that month, hopped on Tinder. Girl messages me, how big is your dick? And naturally, I was like, yeah, it's around six ounces. <laughs> and she was really confused. And uh, then I figured it out. I was like, uh, oh, you guys use the metric system here. It said at least nine milliliters. Does that sound good? <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> um, I uh, I really liked this girl Jamie back in high school. Tried everything to get her to like me. Bought her flowers. Helped her with her homework. Nothing seemed to work. And in psych class, I was reading about misattribution of arousal. Do you guys are you guys familiar with this concept? It basically says that a girl will find you more attractive if you experience anything exciting or dangerous together, skydiving, roller coasters, anything that makes her heart race because in her mind, she'll forever associate you with that rush of adrenaline. 
And so I shot her dog. Uh, she's not returning my calls. It's kind of weird. That's all I got. Thanks. Elliot Knoll. Awesome job. Science jokes. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> you can do that in San Francisco. I'm guessing if you go to like Concord, I don't know how that's going to go over. They're like, fucking metric system? Fuck this guy. <laughs> um, all right, your next comic. Also a first timer to Mutiny Radio. I figured out how the mic stand works. Fuck yeah. All right. All right. I got it. All right. Uh, let's give a, a big round of applause, everyone. Come on, bring it up. Bring up. New timer, first timer, Justin Singh. I was at a barbecue recently, and my friend asked me, how's the dog? Mind you, this is a weird question because my dog died five years ago. He was a great dog, actually, except for the time that he bit my cock in the third grade, damn near circumcised me. But besides that, he was a great dog. And so I told him the truth. I said, you know, it's been sad without him. My mom has taken it especially hard. She bought a guinea pig because she was lonely. Turns out the guinea pig was schizophrenic and runs through the house at night, gets murdered by a Nissan Cube. It's really sad to get run over by a Nissan Cube. Of all cars, a Nissan Cube, and that car's still out there at night, you know, with its Cube privilege, it didn't get caught. And it's been hard on me too, because I used to think, you know, maybe I could walk this dog more, but I was an angsty teenager in my room jerking off to Kim Possible or whatever I could get my hands on. That's all, thank you. Yeah, I was gonna go for Dave the Barbarian, but I'm glad I went for that instead. So, yeah, it's been tough, man. That's why I told my friend. And then he tells me it's just us at this barbecue. He says, bro, I was asking about your hot dog. I look at my hand, I'm holding a goddamn hot dog. I answered the wrong question. It's got relish on it. You ever notice how relish looks like Shrek's diarrhea shit? Exactly what you would imagine that to look like. Terrible condiment, low tier. So now he's referring me to therapists and I went, if you ever go to therapy for the first time, it's a lot like fingering a girl for the first time. It makes you realize how directionless you are because the first time I went to therapy, they were asking me questions like, okay, so your guinea pig got assassinated by a Nissan Cube. How does that make you feel? And when I fingered a girl for the first time, I had my GPS up. It said, take a left at the Denny's, you'll park around the clay. I was trying to find it. I asked her, is this it? How does that feel? Both circumstances have the same answer. It made me feel dead inside. So as you can tell, I didn't have a good first experience fingering a girl. Trials of manhood, I suppose. Um, I was at the doctor's the other day for an annual checkup. And I asked the doc, are you going to have to check my uncircumcised cock today? He tells me, no, 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 we only do that to the kids. I thought that was a little bit suspicious. You only touch the kitty dick. I didn't realize that my doctor was also a, a uh, Catholic priest. But it turns out that's the case. Um, but who am I to judge? Pedophiles come in all sorts of shapes. Pedof pedophiles come in all sorts of sizes. Pedophiles also come in kids. I think they really like that one. Um, yeah, I love America. I love America a lot. I love America because we've been through so many things together, some really hard times. 
the Twilight Saga. That one really felt like it was going to last forever. There were more teenage girls on Team Jacob and Team the other one than there ever have been fans for any team on the WNBA ever. That to me is remarkable. We also survived the reckless act of police brutality against Harambe inside of the industrial zoo complex. That was a real tough one. Sometimes I think, I wonder if Harambe died a virgin, because I would have given it up for him. If Harambe died a virgin, I would have given it up for him. Because why is it that bestiality is such a big deal? I think it should be legal. You know, because why is it that I could have sexual intercourse with an easy bake oven and no one cares except my little sister, but the second that I put my dick inside of a living creature with 99% similar DNA to me, all of a sudden it's a big whoop. That's hypocritical. That's so hypocritical, I might just fuck a hippo, critically. That was a terrible pun and that's all I have. Thank you guys, God bless. Thank you, Justin. Thank you very much. And uh, it's Team Edward, okay? It's Team Edward. You son of a bitch. How fucking dare you? Like, you don't know. That's who won. Come on. You saw the movies. Um, <laughs> talking about uh, Trials of Manhood, right? Yeah, man. You know, Trials of Manhood. You know, people in the day uh, used to have to journey out and eat some sort of hallucinogen and survive on their own for days on end. Hunt, come back, a changed person. And we finger bang. That's, that's, that's our trial. Yeah, at your bar mitzvah. Um, well, our next comic, uh, he is circumcised, I've been told, uh, <laughs> since we're talking about it. Uh, let's bring up Starler Burns. <laughs> Kelly, you said the survey was anonymous. <laughs> Let's see. This is a 10, but this is a 5, so don't get too excited. Okay. You guys want to hear some good material or some bad material? Trick question, dummies. It's all bad. <laughs> gotcha. All right, I will actually do some untested bad material, though. Let's see, what are we talking about tonight? Did anyone start masturbating young enough that they were concerned what Santa Claus would think? <laughs> Turns out he was cool with it. Santa Claus is sex positive, in case you didn't know that. Yeah, that's garbage, fuck that. Uh, so, I bought this next bit from my friend Rebecca for $7 in this grenade I found on Muni. It's cool, she's gonna chuck it at an NRA meeting. Anyway, she wrote this about herself, but I think it'll work just as well for a heterosexual male. So last month really sucked for me and my boyfriend. I was so sick that I thought I was gonna die, but he definitely thought he had it even worse. Like, he wasn't sick or anything, he was fine. It's just that I had strep throat, tendonitis in my hands, and just like a powerful yeast infection. Like, stay the fuck out of this bakery. It's not, it's not up to code. Anyway, we, where's the, where's, where's that go? Sorry, I mentioned this was new material. That's right, that's a powerful trifecta though, isn't it? Strep throat, tendonitis, and a yeast infection. Basically, his grievance was that I had no logical way to get the jizz out of his body. So sad. My girlfriend is an autonomous being who's not always ready for sex. Mm. Yeah, 
And a few of you might be thinking, Rebecca, you have another orifice that you could know. We don't go that way. Mm. But no, we're a pretty mature couple. We talk. We like to be uh, transparent about our needs. So we worked out a compromise. Basically, I pulled my sheets underneath my tits, which are very big, very sexy, and he just kind of groped my chest and humped my mattress. It was not very romantic. Like, I would not characterize that as making love. You also note that I did not say he dry humped my mattress. That was intentional. I'm very deliberate with my words. Thanks for the bit, Rebecca. <laughs> Don't let them take you alive. All right, y'all know what furries are, right? They actually buzz off if you don't. This is San Francisco in 2019. What kind of deviant weirdo doesn't know what a furry is? So I was talking to a friend of mine who is a furry. I probably shouldn't call him a friend. I don't think I'm cool enough to run with his wolf pack. Anyway, he told me that there are people whose furry personas, or if you're in the game, fursonas, whose fursonas are insects. Bugs, which I found incredibly interesting because if furries were real and we were all animal people, like I was a possum and you were, I don't know, a potaroo, good a potaroo? You don't, you don't know how that is? Okay, well, you're a rat now. Don't look a gift horseman in the mouth. Anyway, if furries were real and we were all animal people and there were also insect people, I would be racist to the insect people. <laughs> like they're bugs. Gross. Yuck. And you know, I might try to hide it, at least when I'm out in public. Like, oh, I don't see species. My accountant is a grasshopper. But in the privacy of my own home, it would just be straight up, no daughter of mine is going to marry a goddamn cricket. You're dead to me, Princess Lillian Foxfire be this whole thing. I'd have to mail letter bombs to the Department of Education and shit. <clears throat> any case, I'm hoping that science never advances to the point where I need to apologize for that bit on Twitter. Just be like, it was a different time. You people weren't sapient yet. And with that, I'm out of time. Thanks for sticking around, y'all are gems. <laughs> Hell yeah, Starlar Burns, everybody. Circumcised with the yeast infection. So he's got a lot going for him right now. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Have a good night. All right, we got one more comic. Gentlemen and lady. I was going to say ladies. I was like, wasn't really prepared for that. Um, very funny, gentlemen. You've been here before, right? I've seen you. For, yeah. Did we, did we do a show together? I don't think so. No, nah, maybe not. All right. Um, uh, I'm like, does that sound racist? Fuck. <laughs> oh, man, got me. The insect stuff. It was your fault. Your fault, all right? Uh, let's welcome up Kevin Wong. That was incredibly racist. I'm just kidding. No, we, we, we all look alike. We all look alike. I, you know, the other day I was at my parents' place, and I looked over at the photo. I was like, that's a really good photo of me. And I was like, no, no, that's my brother. <laughs> That, I was like, that's my brother. He takes better photos than me. So, yeah, we all kind of do look alike. Thank you, uh, two, three, for sticking around. You guys mean a lot. Um, uh, oh, did you guys see that Keanu Reeves 
Keanu Reeves admitted that he was lonely? He was out doing press for John Wick 3, and he admitted that he was lonely. This guy doesn't know what loneliness feels like. He doesn't. Like, there's girls on your phone. He doesn't know that. He's never been on Tinder. He's never got that message that says, there's no more matches in your area. Like, <laughs> that's loneliness. You know, eating a meal in your car by yourself, that's loneliness. But Keanu Reeves, what a, I don't, I don't trust him. You guys see, you guys watching Stranger Things 3? Yeah, any good? Good? Okay. They approved season four. Season four is coming out. The conditions is the kids still have to stay young and R. Kelly has to stay out of jail because he's a demogorgon, you know? He's a, <laughs> he's a new one. He's him or Jeffrey Epstein, either one of those two. Do you guys know who Jeffrey Epstein is? Okay. Not giving him much love, I guess. You know, the, have you read stories about him, like the stuff that he was doing? Like, I would have nightmares. I'd go, why am I on this island? Why am I naked? Like, in my head, I was like, is this a dream or is this possibly real? Like, those kids went through it, and it's real for them. So, a little bit sad. A <laughs> little bit sad. The other day, I did an open mic, and uh, there was this. So, it's like a mixed open mic. There was, like, music and other stuff. And there was this Michael Jackson person there that came out. And I mean, it was full to the point where like he walked out of his car and he had the look, he had everything down and he started talking like him. I'm like, man, this guy's to the tilt. He is to the tilt. And I go do my set that he does his set. And the, the, the parts where he couldn't figure out how to dance, he just like walk off stage. Like he'll dance, then, like run back into the room. And then I see him backstage talking to this kid. And the kid's like, hey, how do you do that moonwalk thing? And I was showing him, he's like, it's like gum. You step backwards, you do this. I was, and I was like, man, this guy is really hardcore. And I kept watching him. I was like, just rape him already. All right, that wasn't any good. <laughs> I kept my eyes on him. It wasn't that good. I, um, I, went, I did go back home. And my, my, my old man's learning to text. He's learned, any, any fathers or any parents that are texting you guys? Is your, Kelly, is your dad a texter? Uh, yeah. Not yet? Okay. Well, mine's beginning to text. His last two text messages says, Kevin. That's it. It just says Kevin. Those are his last two text messages. So I went home the other day, and he texted me again. He goes, it was good seeing you. You should come home more often. Just let you know we're retired now. We're on a fixed income. Do you think you could pay for a trip to Asia for two weeks? I don't know why he thinks I'm successful. You know, like I'm doing open mics on a Friday night in the city for free. So I texted him back. I was like, new phone, who this? He was like, dad. I was like, dad who? He's like, who dad? Dad who? He's like, who dad? I was like, no. <laughs> so anyway, I am, uh, I just texted him. Uh, I think you have the wrong number. <laughs> you have the wrong, I'm ghosting my own father. Uh... That's all I got for tonight. I want to say thank you guys so much for sticking around. Let's keep the show going. Hell yeah, Kevin Wong. Yeah, my dad's not much of a texter. Uh, he's not much of a caller either. Because uh, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> to me. He's dead to me. I'm just <laughs> He's dead to me. Uh, feels good to say on air. He's never going to hear it. Anyways. <laughs> We don't talk. I think that was the point of that. I, you know, thinking about, we got one more comic. We got a little bit. Eh, we, can we do, we have enough time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to wait for the next show. I'm going to wrap it up uh, with this one thing, just because you say, gave me a great idea, Kevin. I think video game idea. It's for kids. And it's just like, 
Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, Jeffrey Epstein. Like, R. Kelly's at the end, and his tagline is like, I'm going to put you on my album. I'm going to put you on my album. And that's <laughs> All right, cool. It's this test market. We got it. Anyway, thank you very much, everyone, uh, for coming to the Happy Hour Mutiny Radio Fight Club Open Mic Friday nights. Yeah, give a round of applause. Uh, but better yet, give your money. We need more. All right, thank you very much. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Jester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for is <laughs> in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby.
like elastic. So, so if you're in your car and you're listening to one radio station, you need radio doing station. Is you're you're filtering all, all the others. They are they are tweeting in on all frequencies and you keep them. So just listen to to one specific six. Saturday, Saturday into two. And you leave the sound quality quality good and you understand understand things that's plain plain. <laughs> However, however, if your radio radio is not fine too, too, you might need two or two or three or more stage stations at the same time. time. Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody subliminal sf visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over san francisco and the bay area Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside you can find counter offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Yeah. 
welcome Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive. 